Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. It is because of you we can be here. We can praise the name of you, Lord. We can celebrate all of your goodness, God. We just thank you for this morning, for another opportunity, Father God, for that. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Let us not depart from that love, oh God. For whatever reason, Lord, we know that your love is constant, that your love is always there. We just thank you for us to be reminded. We're ready for, for your word to hear and listen, to be a doer of it, God. Bless everyone, Father God, as we come to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Everyone may be seated. How's your morning? <laughs> Is that the wrong question to ask? <laughs> I know, right? Let me share you a story that will encourage a lot of us here, okay? In the early 90s, in the early 90s when I was, I, I couldn't remember exactly what year, but I was in California. I was still a single, single guy, just like a lot of you here. We got hit with a huge earthquake. Earthquake. You know what an earthquake is, right? Huge one. I was in the living room of my uh, guardian's house, and everything was just started to fall right in front of me. I didn't know about earthquake that size before, right? So everybody started to flee from the house. All of the scream. Uh, screaming people all around that you can hear. Everybody started crying. You know, you can hear, you can start hearing all of these uh, fire trucks started to just roaming across town, just all over the place, the ambulances, the policemen. I was in shock too, just like everybody else. I know what to do. I don't know what I, what I should do at that time, you know, right? No one had alerted me before. True enough, that same afternoon, many lives were taken. Many buildings were destroyed. The major highways were also broken. Uh, a couple of the, uh, the main bridges in the Southern California was also destroyed. Everything was a chaos. Everything was a chaos. All schools were closed. Everybody started to ransack all of the groceries, taking all that they can take to bring home. Powers were out. After that big chaos, that very same afternoon, the next day, People started talking about leaving town. <laughs> let's leave. Let's go somewhere safe. Let's, just, let's go somewhere where there are no earthquakes. Let's go, let's go somewhere, somewhere where, where there are no uh, uh, broken roads, broken freeways, broken bridges. Let's go somewhere. The question is, where do you go? 
I almost fall into that trap and just follow everybody else. That they wanted to go to these places where they think they are safer. So, I decided to stay. With all of the broken roads, closed down businesses, closed down schools, which I celebrated that time. Because there were no school, right? <laughs> Just like a lot of you here. Huh? Everything was shaken. Everything was shaken. The local uh, government officials just didn't know what to do. They had no idea how to fix it. So here I was, uh, he, yeah, here I was, being uh, 15, 16 years old at that time, just started crying. <laughs> Dad, why'd you put me here? This place is prone for earthquakes. And then after, after shock happened again, the day after, and then the day after, and then the day after, it was a big chaos. Going back, 30 years after that, 30-something years after that, that area where I had experienced that moment, it's so crowded. Businesses are just, you know, multiplying. All the different things started to come up. And what happened to those people? So my question to you is, I know the reality is whatever you're seeing out there or what you're hearing out there is true. It's a fact, but we have a Lord that we worship that knows how to control every situation. So why don't we just look to him, all right? Let's look to him. Ready? Okay, I'm going to continue the series. Just keep in mind, anything that can be shaken will be shaken whether it's diseases that cause it or earthquake or war, whatever that is, the Lord is still in control. If you can still sitting here or standing here and breathing, you ought to be praising him. Amen? All right. Continue the series called Connecting. How do you connect? I see everyone had started the series last week by, by listening, right? Whatever we do here, whether through friendship or in the family uh, matters or family affairs, we are all connected. How we can be connected is not, it's not because we are good in connecting. It's not because you took a, a, a PR major or whatever it is that make you to be so knowledgeable, so equipped to, 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 to be connected with people, right? It's not because of that. We are connected because of this name. We are connected because of this name. Just like Josh, Josh, my son, by the way, Josh. He's 18. He's 18. He's on his own now. That's why I don't call him boy anymore. I call him my son. <laughs> is, that, is that better now? Huh? Okay. 
We always got ticked off when I call him boy. He's not boy anymore. Amen. We're connected by name. He carries my name. I know it's long and difficult, but, you know, he survived 18 years with it, so I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fine. We're connected by name. This name that you and I are connected is Jesus. The reason you and I are connected in whatever uh, 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 term or whatever actions that we do in a, in a weekly or on a daily basis is because of this name, is because of Jesus, because of this good news that you and I are connected. It's because of this good news. And Pastor Yaman mentioned about uh, through listening of this good news, right? It's good to listen. It's good to hear the good news. But what I want to share with you today is how to become the doer of the things that you listen. How do you become the doer of it? I titled my message today is, Who Let the Word Out? I don't know. I woke up this morning. I, I couldn't figure out what to title it, and this thing just pops out. Many times, many times uh, when uh, the word that comes to you that has no relation with your culture or your know-how or how you think, you a lot of times, us as people, we will just shove it, right? That doesn't apply to me. This is not applicable to a single person. This is not applicable to a married person. But God speaks. God speaks different things to everybody. There are so many people who stays in church over the years. There are also many people who left the church for whatever reason. Why do you think that is? Because they hear other things. I like for people to, to go and be sent out, yes. But I don't like for people to leave the church for a wrong reason. I want people to go out and launch into the deep with the Lord to experience greater of him. That's why over the years many people are out of this church, out of this community to do to experience greater of their Lord out there. Let's look at the word. James chapter 1. I'm going to read begin, uh, beginning uh, verse 22. Okay, Don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it. All right? Don't just listen. For this is the essence of self-deception. Right? A lot of times we as Christians as a believer, we want to just hear all kinds of information, all kinds of uh, 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 teaching, all kinds of uh, preaching, right? Many from many different directions. Just want to see what other opinions are like, right? And what happens in the end, you get deceived by itself. All right, so always let his word become like poetry written and fulfilled by your life. 
if you listen to the word and don't live out the message you hear, you become like the person who looks in the mirror of the word to discover the reflections of his face in the beginning. How many of you, I know a lot of you likes to look at yourself in the mirror, right? Check this out. <laughs> huh? How many of you don't smile when you look at yourself in the mirror? I always smile. I don't know why. <laughs> Look at it. I know. Hey, who cares? It's me and the mirror and me myself, right? <laughs> How many of you are angry when you look at yourself? Say, man, this isn't right. And you go change it. And you go fix it. You try all kinds of different smiles and it still didn't fix it. You try all different kinds of makeup, it still didn't fix it. You get agitated, and then there you go. You ruin your day. <laughs> you look at yourself in the mirror, and guess what you see? The outer appearance, right? Of course, you want to look good. You want to look presentable. You want to be accepted. But that's not what the Bible is saying. When you look in the mirror, guess what you, what you uh, when, when you laugh from seeing yourself in the mirror, guess what you forget? Is the person that God or Jesus says who you are. Yes, we do sing the song, I am more than conqueror. I am victorious. I am loved. I can do all things, guys. All capital letters, all things through Christ who strengthened me. How many times when we see ourselves in the mirror and walks away, oftentimes we just forget, oh, you know what? Man, this is not going to be a good day. I blew this one up. And you know what? I don't think I can make it today. I feel so exhausted. I feel so used up already. You know, I don't think it's gonna make. I don't think we're gonna make it this month by calculating the 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 book, whatever it is, the balance sheet. I don't think it's gonna make it. You forget it. All right, let's continue on. You don't want to become that person who looks in the mirror of the word to discover the reflection of his face in the beginning. Verse 24, you perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word, but then you go out and forget your divine origin. But those who set, okay, those who set their gaze, in other words, is the way you see things, the way you project things, right? For those who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting love of liberty are fascinated by, I are fascinated by, and respond to the truth they hear and are strengthened by it. They experience God's blessings in all that they do. In all that you do. How many of you wants to be blessed? 
I do want to be blessed. I do want to be that guy. There are three things I want to share just from this scripture alone, okay? Just from this scripture alone. Number one, let the word set you free. That's the bottom line. If you ain't set free, there's no way or it is impossible for you to be connected. Because you ain't, you ain't following. In other words, you're not getting it. The word is Jesus. The word is the good news. The word is the one who can set you free. It's the word, okay? Right? We learn about the listening, right? And then after you listen, you ought to experience it by doing it, all right? You want to be set free in seeing. What do you see every day when you wake up? Josh, since you're here, I'm going to pick on you. What do you see every day when you wake up? <laughs> Straight in the mirror? No, I don't think there's a mirror in your, heart, in your car, in your room. <laughs> I know. What do you see? Okay, someone can help him. What do you see when you wake up in the morning? Hmm? The ceiling. <laughs> of course. Or your blanket. Oh, this thing is still warm. Oh, if you're married, oh, honey, you're so beautiful. I want to stay with you. Oh, my husband, you're so handsome. I want to just be cuddled by you. I don't want to leave this bed. <laughs> right? That's what we see. We always see the things that are in natural, in physical. You woke up and all of a sudden you're running nose and this is what you do. I don't think I can go to work. <laughs> Man, my, my nose is not working out today. That's what we see. That's the reality. But the word is telling us for us to project or set our gaze upon this word of truth. What is the truth about yourself with the runny nose? That you ain't sick. You are just fine. <laughs> you are fine with the runny nose. Your name is still Josh. Why don't you just go out there? Yeah, of course. Don't, don't get people, other people are sick too. Stay away from them. You can still dig a hole with it. Right? Jesus wants us to be free from what we see. In seeing, if you are, have a freedom in seeing what Jesus sees or what the good news is seeing, guess what? You are connected already. You are not pressured by what you see with your physical eyes. You are not pressured with the reality or the fact that you're seeing all around you because you have this thing that you are seeing. 
right. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't get it. Let me give you a, a different perspective. Okay. <coughs> if you are, um, you are booked to go to uh, Hawaii for a week. All right. I love Hawaii. Everybody loves Hawaii, or is it just me? Oh, if you're, if you have the mountain person, okay, go to Whistler. If you are booked for a week to go to a somewhere just fun. No one will bother you. You can just hang out and enjoy and be blessed. If you are booked for that to, to come in the week time, and then you wake up sick with the runny nose the morning before, would you still go? <laughs> you still go. I cannot miss this thing. I want to be. No one will be in my way. <laughs> You want to get married, your wedding day, and you wake up with a runny nose, you're still going to be married. Unless your chicken's out and you know, you know, wait until when I'm, when I'm healthy. There goes your $30,000. <laughs> because why? Because the very thing that you're about to be doing, you are fascinated by it. If you're seeing things the way Jesus would see things, right? Nothing will stop you from getting things done. Nothing will stop you from raising your own kids. Nothing will stop you from studying your own business or studying your own career. Whatever it is that you're about to do because what you see is greater than just a job, is greater than just having a, a couple monsters in the house. That's what a lot of parents think, right? All these toddlers, they're monsters. Because they can be dangerous even though they are cute. I never dreamed to be a pastor, to be preaching the word of God. Never dream, never dream. I want to be a car, race car driver. But it didn't happen. Because I got crashed three, uh, two times in America and one time in Indonesia. <laughs> Just by street racing. I don't know, I told Josh, don't follow my route. What you see will determine how you should function in the way you connect it. All right, number two is you want to be set free in remembering. Why do you think we, why do you think we, we take Holy Communion in a church? Is it just for us to, to take the cup of, a, of a, um, grape juice and a piece of bread? For us to remember, right? If you are set free in your mind and how you remember what Jesus has done in your life, you are unstoppable. You are unstoppable. See, if you are not set free just by remembering, oh, you know what? 
God was good to me 20 years ago. 20 years ago. And now, I don't know. He's probably not as good as he was back then. You know, God was good to me when I got married to my wife then. Now, somehow, you know, it's all different. Because the way you remember things is the way we remember in the natural. The way we remember in the physical. Okay? That's not what the word wants you to experience. Thirdly, you want the word to set you free in knowing. You know, knowing so many people over the years... I couldn't keep up. There's just so many of them. We, my wife and I have counseled numbers of people, just many different issues and problems in life, whether it's sicknesses, uh, casting out demons, and all of these great, you know, crazy things that are happening in the lives of people. It's, it's just overwhelming. But one thing my wife and I always tell the Lord Lord, remind, remind us, please, that whatever we do is because you allow us to do it. Whatever we did or we continue to do is because you have placed that knowledge inside of us to be able to minister, to be able to counsel, to be able to set people free. I don't know a lot of people, but I know one thing. The Lord knows every single person. There are some random people, people don't, who, who never knew me, just calling us or texting us, hey, Pastor, please pray. I didn't even know the name of the person. It was just a number popped up in my phone. Pastor, please uh, intercede. Pastor, please all these different things. I know, Lord, you know it all. I want to connect with you so that way we can connect to this person. I don't know how much you know the Lord, but I'm going to tell you something. He knows it all. If you don't have that freedom of knowing the Lord the way the Lord should, I mean, would you, I mean, would, would like for you to know him you need to ask him. Just tell him, Lord, I need you more. I need to know more of you. Secondly, let the word ignite you. And once you're set free, then what do you do? What do you do when you are a Christian? What do you do when you are uh, uh, born again or saved by grace? Then he's, he's going to start his great work in you. Every single one of us has a purpose living in this lifetime. He's going to start his great work in you. That's why you are purpose here. That's why you are here being 18 years old or whatever age that you're in. Let the word ignite you with passion. If you're being married to someone and you're not passionate about this, why go for it? 
you want to start a business and you're not passionate about doing it, why proceed? You want to go out in a ministry, right? And you're not passionate about doing it, then why, why, what's the point of pursuing it? Just leave it to someone else to do it. Remember I said earlier, you are unstoppable. When the Lord ignites you with passion for you to do this great assignment, whether it's parenting or running businesses or being in the leader, being a leader in the community, whatever that might take you, let the word of God, let the good news itself ignite you with that passion. Because you could never do it yourself. I'm telling you. You could never do it yourself. Let alone you want to be connected with the community, you can just forget about it. Just give six months stop. You will burn out. You will flee from it. But when you're doing it, passionate, comes from the good news itself. Nothing will stop you. And of course, with boldness. How many of you doesn't like to be bold? All of us ought to be bold. It is because of my boldness, I was able to raise my three children. If I wasn't bold enough to have three children to be raised in America, who could? God inspired me to be a parent. God is the one who assigned me to this season of life for me to be a parent to my three children. I want to be bold. I encourage you also to be bold. I was sent to uh, three different countries in Africa by my pastor back then. I never knew, right? One of them is a French-speaking country. The other two are English-speaking, which a lot better for me. But to the French-speaking country, I just don't know what to do. I just showed up, and I speak English. Good thing there are people who can translate for me. And true enough, through that boldness, many people came to know Christ. Many people were healed from their sickness. And church was born. I didn't know the culture. How can you connect to someone who, who is so different than you? I never had that kind of food before. I never talked with those such, such group of people before. God gave the boldness through his word and things were accomplished and then with joy how many of you doesn't like to be joyful 
Huh? Some of you are just born with it, right? <laughs> but when it's shaken, are you still that joyful? When trouble comes, are you still that joyful? How do you create joy in our lives? You can't. Only the good news that is able to bring joy into your life. Lastly, let the word strengthen you. You want to be connected? You need the strength. I need the Lord's strength every time to be connected to my wife. Every time. I need the Lord's strength to be connected with this community every time. You have no idea how many times I fought with, uh, with Pastor Irvine, your pastor. <laughs> I remember one time he hung up on me. This guy, oh no, he's not here. <laughs> we were in a conference call. I said something that I shouldn't have, he hung up. Okay, thank you, man. <laughs> That's how we connected. That's how we connected. Because he granted us the strength. You want to be the, the leader of uh, your family? You want to be the leader of your community? You do need the strength from the Lord. It's not just the ordinary strength, like when you go to the gym and pump some irons and for you to be stronger. No, that's not the kind of strength I'm talking about. This is beyond our culture kind of strength, beyond our nature kind of strength. How can you be strong when you are sick. How can you be strong when you are persecuted? Remember the story where the disciples of Jesus was put in prison for doing something powerful for the kingdom. If we look to our own nature, right? If we look at our own physical ability, then there's no hope. There's no way you can do things. You are locked up in prison. But they know that the strength comes from the Lord. They just begin to praise the name of Jesus and the prison doors open. Whatever issues that you are facing in your life, whether it's a person, personal or as a family, take it to God. Say, Lord, I can't handle this one. This is too much for me. But I need that strength that only you can supply. Only you can fulfill, Lord. The kind of strength that goes beyond science. It's like raising the dead back to life. It's impossible. 
How could Isaiah, not Isaiah, was it Elijah? Elijah or Elijah? The one who stopped the sun from turning. See, I, I got it mixed up now. Don't judge me. Someone can help me. Or none of you knows. Joshua. Man, no, no. I knew it. It just didn't come out. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Ludwin. It's beyond science. You can never do it yourself. You have issues with parenting, misbehaved child. You have issues with relationship, loss of passion, decrease in affection. It's beyond science. Only God can restore. He can give you that strength. The calamity. The problems that we are facing today is beyond the government's control. But we have this one government who every government on this world will rest upon his shoulder. He can give you the strength. He can give you the strength. And the kind of strength, lastly, the kind of strength we need, of course, right? Beyond all facts. You know, that's why the media likes for us to be updated with facts, right? All these feeds, push notifications. All these different things that just keep on ringing in your ear and popping out in your eyes. They also want you. The enemy also want you to be kept updated with their plans. So my question to you is, where are we? Where are you? Where are you in doing this? Where are you? How are you connected? How are you connected today? Whether it's to yourself, you know? The Bible says for us to love our neighbors, our neighbors, right? Love to our neighbors as you love, as our, we love ourselves. Where are you with yourself? Are you in that strength that can only be supplied by the Lord? Are you passionate? Are you ignited with the things that he had already prepared for you? Are you set free in the way that you experience life right now? You can answer those questions. Then you're on the right track. But if you are not sure about answering that questions, 
You need to ask the Lord to give you that. Then you can do it. I don't want you to just be hearing things, listening to Sunday in, Sunday out sermons. I want you to experience the Lord in your personal walk, in your own life, in your community. And I believe he has it all. He has it all that you need. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. Yes, the fact may be scary. The fact may be intimidating. The fact can bring chaos and uncertainties in our lives. But I want to show you one thing. His word will never be shaken. His word will stay and remain. His word is always going to be strong. Whether that happens in your lifetime or the generation before you or even in the future generation, the word of God will always remain. What is our lifespan, by the way? We don't go, maybe we don't go past 100 years of age any longer. That's nothing in God's timing. So why don't you just make every single day in your life to be as powerful as it can be by connecting with him, connecting with him in order for us to be connected to the one he loves all around you, all around you, starting with your family, your community, your friends, even your children and children's children. If you are up for that, we can all pray together. Amen? Amen? Let's just praise him right now. Matthew 25, verse 14 from uh, what Jesus is saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And Im immediately he went on a journey. Verse 16, it says, Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them, and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. 18, it says, But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord, those, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides you, besides them. His Lord said to them, well done, well done, good and faithful servant. You are, you are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. 
enter into the joy of the Lord. He also, he also have, um, he also who had received two talents came and said, "Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them." His Lord said to him, "Well done, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord." Verse 24, then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look where you have what is yours. But this Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to be, or well, you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given. And he who will have abundance, but from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Each one of you was given. Each one of us was given. What you do with it is what matters. You know, the things that God has already placed in your life is already blessed. And what he had blessed is going to multiply. Let us not live in fear. Let's do according to what he had instructed us to do. There we can uh, all celebrate. And come to a point where the Lord comes to us and say, well done. Well done. You are faithful. So I'm going to pray. You just raise your hands. And we just pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, all the talents, all of the assignments that comes with it, that are placed in their hands. Lord, you assure them once again, God, that those are to be multiplied. Those are the things that you have placed in them to be multiplied. Lord, I just pray for your grace will continue to enable them, to strengthen them, to inspire them, to cause many growth in them. Lord, I just thank you, Jesus, for the season that they are facing today, Lord. We know, God, there might be some challenges. There might be some uh, storms that they had to overcome and go through it. Lord, I just pray as they believe in you and put their trust in you, God, they are unstoppable. What you have called them to do, God, will continue 
to happen in their lives. We just thank you. Use them powerfully, God, whether in their personal life, their family, their surrounding, God. We know that you have it all figured out for them. Just bless them. Encourage them, God. Encourage them. If there are issues in their bodies right now, Lord Jesus, I pray for the healing power of Jesus Christ to just rest upon their bodies right now to take away all of the things that shouldn't be in their, in their bodies, in their system right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for your word. Bless everyone. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated.